Cause who the fuck would be dumb enough to reject an offer? Oh, what an offer now? Two, two, ten, one, five. Couple hours can change your life. Frank saying, Oh, what a night. What a night. What the fuck is a girlfriend? I'ma need advice. Maybe I should go outside so I could get a fucking life. I made a friend and she spent the night now. I'm in love and she remains in my life. Back when we spoke in Europe, I need insurance on my emotions. I can't get hurt again. Just be happy by the end of this song. But if by the time you hear it, you are already gone, and it didn't go to plan, then why should I continue in this life? Hello everybody, thank you for checking out Friends Till the End, part 2. This time around, I sit down with an old friend of mine named Rich Pereira. What's special about Rich is he's somebody who years ago I first met when he was getting into podcasting and I was just kind of a casual fan of a few shows that some of my friends were on. He has gone on since then to develop plenty of his own shows, which then he turned into sort of a small podcasting network and since then has gone on to add other shows to this network and he's always been supportive of me as a uh, content creator of different kinds whether it was doing toy photography or just um, 
being an occasional guest host on some shows and he really had pushed me to create my own show or develop my own ideas and kind of find my way into this. I decided that he was someone that I really wanted to bring on early to discuss sort of his history as well as my history with him and uh, see how we got to where we are. One of the reasons that I was so willing to take a chance on starting a, a podcast was because I knew that I, I had a place to put my show right away with Rich um, on his, his network, which is known as the Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Uh, so I immediately had a home for it. I had a, you know, a small audience, but at least an audience and just a, a general platform of support. So uh, that was one of the first things that I knew I had going for me when I wanted to start was I immediately was going to have a, a small group of people behind it. So as long as I produce something good, then, you know, I believe that friends like Rich and friends like Adrian from the first show and people that I've met along the way that I will have on the show have really shown support to me and uh, given me something to try to accomplish as far as being involved in this for a length of time, getting to know a lot of people and learning how to explore things in a constructive and creative and hopefully entertaining way. So this show with Rich, um, it, it does go a little bit off the rails here and there. I mean, I don't know what the rails really are for this show because I just want to have people come on to tell their story and give them kind of an open platform to talk about whatever they want. So we do talk about our history in podcasting. We talk about how our kids are shitty. We talk about some other uh, fun times that we've had and some of the people that we count on and who have met along the way that have really boosted him up. But anyways, Rich is just a guy that I always will follow whatever it is that he's working on and I will support him because I know that he would do the same for me. And uh, I was glad that he had a good time doing this and we had a lot of laughs and we talked for probably another 45 minutes after this recording was over. So if I have time, I'm going to dig through that and see if I can find anything funny to play at the end of the show. Okay, so for a minute, let's talk about this show in particular and my other show, Who Will Survive? Horror Podcast. Uh, this show will be coming out just after episode five of Who Will Survive? And you can look forward to a really fun episode six that we have planned for you. So I'm going to keep the secrets of that one close to my chest for now, but... Definitely watch out for episode 6 coming, and then this show, I have a really fun one recorded with uh, another podcaster and rookie to the network, Darren Wilson, uh, the network being Legion Podcast Network, not uh, Raw Live and Unedited Network. Anyways, uh, if you follow us on Legion Podcast Network, then please check out Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network and their shows. And if you follow us on the RLU network, then please check out Legion Podcast Network. Uh, both of you guys are fucking awesome. We appreciate all the support that we get from both sides. And uh, if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, and you follow us on Stitcher, um, then that's awesome too. And hopefully we'll have more places to find us coming soon. Check us out at legionpodcast.com. 
and check us out at rawlivepod.com and on Facebook at Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. And that's all. So I give you Friends Till the End, Part 2, Rich Pereira. He was straight up losing his shit. He threw his fucking, he threw my wife's phone across the room. He threw, uh, he threw her iPad. Like we're, we're trying, oh, she was trying shit. everything to just like occupy him, right? So yeah. she gave him her iPad, which is like the new one, and yeah, he yeah. threw it at the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> He's having oh, a fucking fuck. meltdown, dude. Uh, he threw his fucking bottle. There's milk all in the kitchen. I'm like, Jesus, uh, dude. Yeah, I don't all miss having little kids for sure. Me neither, son. That's if I would have had him. If I would have had him first, I always tell this to, I, I just went to the dentist today, right? Right. And they're like, oh, how many kids do you have? You know, making small talk and shit. How many kids do you have? I got two. Like, oh, how sweet. A boy and a girl. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And how old's your little one? Well, he's two. Oh, that's great. I'm like, well, yeah, but if I would have had this motherfucker when, you know, first, like there's no way I'd have two. I, there's no fucking way. <laughs> there is no way. Like yeah. we would have stopped in. My problem is my daughter was a fucking goddamn angel. You know, sure, like we, sure. we were like, oh, this is easy. What? I don't know why people complain about parenthood. Like this is the easiest shit ever, right? She was yeah. a fucking sweet angel sent by God himself, right? And uh, so we're like, let's do it again. You know, six years later, let's do it again. We nice. did it again, and holy shit, we were not ready for this dude. Like, this dude is a handful. He is a fucking handful, and we older now. So right. I, I don't I don't got that energy I had six years, seven years ago. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, it you ain't know, there. We, uh, we got it the opposite way where um, 
But see, my daughter was great until she got older, and then she mm. became kind of an asshole. <laughs> but now, like my older kid is the one that's asshole, and my younger kid is pretty much fine. Right. But she wasn't an asshole until she grew up, and then she like became an asshole. She she was like you know a budding asshole waiting to bloom. Yeah. And then in like fucking sixth grade, all of a sudden the flower opened up. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I hear. <laughs> I mean, I, I I've been around teenagers, you know, uh, as I'm getting getting older, and I see it. I see like, oh, what happened to that little sweet, little fucking angelic face, you know? And then and then they they get all the pimples, and then they fucking grow the breasts or they grow the muscle. These these younger generation, man, they get the right, muscles. Right. It's the McDonald's and it's the fucking milk they be drinking because they turn into full grown ass men all of a sudden at 13. Right. I'm looking up to them. Like, holy shit, how am I going to discipline this motherfucker? I ain't Uncle Rich no more. You know, this motherfucker's two feet above me. Right. <laughs> you know uh, well, that's, that's, you know, I guess yeah. just what we got to deal with now, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah kids are great, though. They're, I, they're a goddamn blessing. I always oh. tell people don't have kids if they don't have them. Yeah. I'm like, no, just, just borrow mine. Get that's fine. Get a borrow dog. someone else's kids. Yeah, dude, yeah. my dog is way cooler than my kids. For sure. He's definitely. I bet that. If if there was. All right. So, you know, you always do like the if if the house is on fire or like if you're in a lifeboat right, right. or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, either one of my two kids or my dog. That's going to be a tough call. <laughs> either know. one of your two kids. <laughs> <laughs> or your dog. Yeah. Yeah. I got you, man. Yeah. Because that dog is loyal. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, they can they know how to open doors and shit. They're older. Right. They don't need me to come save them. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Sink or swim, hey, that, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Ooh, we can't coddle them their whole life, Polly. Right. You know? No. No. All right. So let's get into uh, a little bit of our podcasting and friendship history because mm-hmm. we both met as podcasters or, or related to podcasting, at least. You were kind of a little more into it and I was kind of just dipping my toe in the water and being on a couple shows but uh, um, what do you remember what year that was because I was just having this trouble with Adrian trying to remember what year him and I had hooked up oh man that was must have been like 1995 96-ish probably that we're, was that was a whole lifetime ago son a we long on, time ago an MS-DOS <laughs> or some shit like that that was in a galaxy a long time ago, far, on, far away, man. On those giant floppy disks. Right. AOL. Uh, that was the original was podcast. provider. Yeah. Uh, no, but oh, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we both kind of met through this this um, toy photography situation, like like with mm-hmm. Adrian, too. But um, then you got into doing the podcast with, uh, with a couple of guys, and I would kind of peek my head in once in a while and say hi, so... Um, that was kind of, I mean, at the time that was kind of a cool thing, just a good way to meet other people that, you know, you and I probably would have never hooked up if it wasn't for that type of thing. So, so I guess that's, you know, something good that came out of that situation. Yeah. I mean, well, toy, the toy photography community as a whole, you know, when, when I started off in this, um, it, it was a, a community I didn't even know existed. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know that. When I was a when I was younger into this, um, not not toy photography but toy collecting, I had no idea that other people existed like me because there wasn't 
anybody in my real life that shared, you know, and right. what I uh, geeked out on. I mean, yeah, the the pop culture movies and TV shows, sure, but not not the the you know trying to extend that kind of hype with with the toy game, and uh, and and then when I when I kind of found myself in the toy photography world. Um, it, it blew my mind. It really did. It blew my mind that there's other people like this. And uh, before display art, before you know figure photography, I was just trying to take pictures of my toys in front of a wicker basket on a coffee table, trying to make funny things, you uh-huh. know. And yeah, I, yeah. and I thought that's what it was, you know. Right. Yeah. And, it was the same shit. So. Yeah, and you know, it was just the love of wanting to share. I, I used to do a lot of unboxings and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, so all of that kind of just wanting to share. And like, oh, look how cool this is. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that kind of matured into the podcasting world for me. It's just like this is another extension of me wanting to share, right? right? Um, I, I want to be able to share my thoughts on something. Or may, maybe now that I know there's other people that are like me out there, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's kind of create this forum. Right. I, I never – I never um, – I was never one – to, to go online and, and do any kind of social media before toy photography. So toy photography definitely birthed all of this. I didn't have a Facebook. Right. Right. I didn't have an Instagram. I didn't know what a Twitter was. You know, I didn't know any of that shit. I thought all this shit like social media, that's for nerds. I had no idea. <laughs> right. I had no fucking idea. So, uh, once that, um, world was open to me, it, it was just like, wow, you know, these are people, Paul is somebody I would never have met in my real life otherwise. Sure. So, you know, thank God for, for social media. Thank God for toy photography yeah. because it developed into something greater, you know? And, uh, you're right. You know, we, we, I started at a, a different, I was, I was, a, I guess a guest, a longstanding guest on a different podcast that ended negatively. And, and, but through that I developed some really great relationships uh, one being yours uh, sure. another being Adrian's and uh, you know and I and I I really appreciated the love that I had that was that came out of that experience um, yeah and well and you yeah. know it became this weird uh, divisive situation where I, I think you know whatever the circumstances were that started all of that stuff it kind of became the split where some people were on one side and some people were on the other side of it. And to mm. me, I mean, I just felt, you know, regardless of who I liked better or not, that you were getting the, the wrong treatment out of the, th- the whole situation. So I was like, well, you know, this guy is, is such a nice guy and he's just doing a, a good thing with his own time for fun to kind of contribute to your shit. And then you're just being a dick to him. And so I was like, well, fuck these guys. I'm not, I'm going to follow you not them, you know? And that was, I think when it really sort of developed further for us. Cause I, I had, I think I reached out to you at the time and was like, Hey, you know, whatever happened, happened, but I'm with you and not them. So, you know, you know, you, honestly, uh, Paul, like seriously, I know you, you kind of, um, uh, in, in intimated to the, to this idea before pre-show and I, I cause I, like I said, I'll, I'll reiterate, but in, in life, when, when somebody does me wrong or somebody does something uh, mm-hmm. to me that is affecting me in a negative way, especially like social media, like that, that shit just doesn't matter. It just really doesn't. In, re- sure. in, in grand scheme of things, things like that don't matter. When you have no, these no. Uh, keyboard warriors, you know, it's, it's, 
you have people that will talk to you in a certain way that may not talk to you like that in real life. And and that's the difference in this this generation where you feel empowered. You feel like I can say whatever I want because I have the protection of the screen. Right. And you know, it, and it's a really shitty fucking way to live. I I when I cut when I cut any ties with anything in my life, I truly cut ties. Um so in any case, uh, I had no idea. You, you, you again insinuated that th- th- to what you just said. I just, I never knew. I didn't know that there was this kind of divisiveness that, that was going on, this division, you know, of any kind, even small or grand, however big it was. I had no idea. Yeah. Um. But, but, because I chose to kind of turn my my back and my nose up to that kind of situation, um, because in all grand scheme of things, and all honestly, I'm greater than that. Like truly, yeah, and we yeah. should we should all be that way. We should all feel like we're greater than that. We're above that. Yes. So so to hear that, you know, like that makes me fall in love with you all over again, Polly, for real. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea until just this moment. And you're a goddamn gentleman. You you never came to me and be like, like you. I know you just um, you you just kind of described it in that manner. But you never came to me and said, hey, I chose you over them. To to kind of you know um, paraphrase what you just said. Right. You you you, you never said that to me because you're a fucking gentleman so the fact that you're you're expressing that now on this forum you know that this is uh that that's really beautiful man i appreciate that on a on a huge level on a huge level that you even felt that way because you know it's loyalty is a is a huge thing not that you're not not that i um am am trying to simplify it to that but it's a sense that you know like hey i have a friend over here and i and i know this person as a certain way i don't know this person as this way so you know there must be some kind of if there's going to be a division let me lean towards something that i know you know and and uh and i and i i feel like uh, hopefully yeah, yeah um i have proven myself that way that you know i i don't i don't bring myself to a, a um i don't bring myself to a, a level that uh doesn't warrant you know that type of in in, in friendships loyalty and right. uh and hopefully yeah Ho- yeah that, that's beautiful though fuck it whatever that's fucking beautiful <laughs> Polly. like that that's the end of, the sentiment is that's fucking beautiful thank you i, I love you for that shit forever. Oh, thank you <laughs> uh no it's you know I, I just i saw what you were doing was a, a positive and that was going in a negative direction and you know uh, i'm i'm like you like at once you know, once things go into a bad direction and I feel like I'm better than that, then I'm not going to be associated with it. So, right on. So, you know, I, I think I, maybe I didn't express it the right way, but I think I reached out to you saying like, Hey, I, I'm want to, you know, work with you in doing yeah. whatever for this, this podcast network thing that you're trying to do. Um, not so much of, uh, saying like, Hey, want to be my friend now? Like, uh, mm-hmm. but I guess I have been guilty of that in the past too. I've been known to just reach out to people and be like, Hey, I want to be friends. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a, That's one of the things that are endearing though about you, Polly, is sure, that, sure. you know, you're, you're very open that way. And it's like, uh, my, not to liken you to my daughter, but I'm kind of going to do it. My, my okay. daughter, um, <laughs> my daughter, she, she's the friendliest. I'm, I'm, I'm observing this about her development. She is the friendliest person and she will become the friendliest person you probably will likely meet. Um, that's because of, you know, there's a mix of, of the awesome that is her mom and, and the great that is her daddy. Right. And, uh, so, (laughs) (laughs) and so like, she's becoming a really cool person, man. She's real well, well rounded. And then when she, um, you know, like there's people that gravitate, you know, they gravitate, people can recognize 
um, I don't know, genuine, genuine beings, you know, mm-hmm. positive energy, whatever, whatever you don't believe in. I don't know. And, uh, and, and when you have, uh, she had that, she came to me uh, the other day and she's like, God, oh, daddy, I was, I was, I was over here at this, uh, this jumping, there's a jumping place. You go take your kid to burn all their fucking energy. So they don't yeah, bring it home. Like right. Bounce house places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So she's jumping on these trampolines and shit. And some little girl comes up to her and she says, Hey, you want to be my best friend? And my daughter's like, well, she was nice. So right. I said, sure, you know, and it's like, that's Polly. That's Polly. Hey, you want to be my best friend? Like, <laughs> Fuck yeah, I do. You're a great dude. You know, like, yeah, where, tell me why I shouldn't be. Yeah. Tell me why I shouldn't be. You're a good dude. You've always been a good dude. Well, You've only presented yourself in a positive way on social media and yeah. in private. You know, like, right. you know, like, fuck all the nonsense. You know, you've always been that way. That's why I fuck with you. I fuck with the people I fuck with because there's a reason to fuck with them. Sure. So, sure. So, yeah, uh, we had said that um, some of the people left or, you know, became friends with you through this other bad situation. And then, sure. you know, you started kind of doing your own thing mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, reached out to some of these guys and I guess, you know, made what it is you're doing now with, uh, with your own network and a few different shows that you're doing and always kind of looking to build upon that. So, um, how, uh, I guess, were there other people besides me that, I mean, obviously it took me a little bit longer to get as involved as I am now, but, um, some of the guys got involved right away. I mean, were there guys that like came to you or did you just kind of go to them after everything? And, you know, guys like, uh, Adrian or Rocco <coughs> or like, the you know the guys that you built the the network with you know um well it's the network started with my man toy addict 26 and joe bodega joe dios um we were we were friends before any of this and then um yeah one thing one thing toy addict 26 george uh he was always hitting me up like because he has his own channel on youtube and he was always hitting me up like rich we got to do something together We, we bonded way early way early in my social media career and uh and and he's a george if anybody is friends with this guy in real life he is a he's a dude that wears his heart on his sleeve for right. real like and, and and it and it might be to his detriment you know it's something where <laughs> <laughs> like he gives way too much personal out there but i love him for that he has a heart of a fucking teddy bear so um yeah, he was like hey we got we got to do something we got to do something and but his format was always video you know cuz mm-hmm. cuz george Anybody knows George? He's a little vain. He's a little vain. You know, he's a little bit, <laughs> he's, a, he's a little bit into that vanity. Okay. You know, he wants to put, make sure that he puts his face on the on the TV screen. You know, right? And uh, and he's a good looking dude. Why not? Right? Why not? Okay. I'm not so much. I'm not, I'm not a George Toy I 26. You know, so I, I'm not in. And, and plus, that's a lot of work. You got to deal with the lighting. You got to get your good side. Yeah. You know, and and you got to fucking dress up and shit, comb your hair. I'm rather I'd rather be in my PJ bottoms. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Plus, the editing's a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right uh you might make a fucked up face somebody turns that into a meme so uh so he's like hey we we got we got to go ahead and uh and, and and do something together so he was always he was always hit me up like that and uh and then one day i'm just like yo what about a podcast let's put that together and uh and we did and this right. was this was pre any of the nonsense and so um so we went ahead and and started developing a podcast and one dude i was really super friendly with was my man Joe Bodega Joe, uh, Bodega Joe Dios. He he was actually um, a buddy of mine through Instagram that developed into an actual friendship. And I'm like, you know what? Another dude that is has a lot of opinions mm-hmm. that that can actually carry a conversation yeah. for like hours. I would call dude like truly I, in my life. 
I don't really talk to people on the phone. I don't. I don't know how many people do that out there, right? Right. Uh, it's it's odd. It's odd uh, to like be really. on the phone. Exactly right. It's weird. Like when so my phone rings, it's like, what the fuck is this? You yeah. Know? Uh, so he was a dude that would talk to you on the phone, and when I would jump on the phone with Joe, that phone call would end like two, two and a half hours later, and I'm like, you know what? This this is something. So that's what Birth Two's Company Three is a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew I can carry conversations on with these two individuals yeah. and it could be something worth listening to. And, uh, and, th- and that was truly the birth of podcasting and then which inevitably became the network. Um, I, I, I realized that I loved podcasting about midway in two's company three is a podcast when there right. start to, there started to be issues when, when there was problems trying to get together, scheduling conflicts um that kind of stuff and it's like oh fuck we ain't recording this week yeah that's when i realized i'm i actually legit love this you know so once once those issues came about and you know uh, inevitably we couldn't you know we, we couldn't reconcile those differences it, it's not in any negative way at all i love those those two dudes um and george i keep in touch with every day and uh and and joe not so much but you know he's ba- he's He's come back into social media um, recently, or yeah. not recently. Well, but if you got he, real life slowly... shit going on, then you you know you can't be fucking around with social media stuff. So, right on. Like yeah. you said, you it know, wasn't it... negative. It was just you not know, he's not busy, in any way. So, not in any way. Not in any way. I only I only hope you know all the successes and and, and just all the best for my man Joe. He's he's a great dude. Oh yeah. And if you're not if you're not following uh, Bodega Joe Dios, you, you you're missing out on some great toy photography. I know he's way so... better than me. He's he's way better than most, yeah. and then also, <laughs> and then also he's he's like a genius. I have so many Bodega Joe Dio pieces in my collection. Once I start doing that toy photography again, I'll start breaking them out. But he, you know, he's a he. Not only is he a great talent there, but he's also a great talent in front of the mic, and he's also a really really good dude. Mm-hmm. So uh, stand up guy. So yeah, so that when when it became a challenge, it's just like, look, I don't want to let this go. How do I keep this rolling? Right. You know. And that's where Raw Live Unedited came into being. It was just like, okay, if I, it's all gonna fall on me. If it's gonna be me that keeps this alive, mm-hmm. number one, I know me. I don't have a lot of time to dedicate to this shit other than my voice. Mm-hmm. So how do I make this make sense? One thing, um, when we were doing Two's Company, Three's a podcast, we did these Raw Live, um, I forget what we called it, but it was like Raw, what was it, Raw, Raw and unedited, I think is what we called it for The Walking Dead. It was our, our raw, unedited reactions to The Walking Dead. Right. Because I'm a huge mark for that shit, right? Right. And uh, and I'm like, you know what? Boom. Right there. I don't want to edit. I don't got the time to edit. Raw Live Unedited is born. And nice. and I reached out immediately to my dude, Adrian AO, Mr. Big Geek, because I knew, number one, I can talk to this guy. Yes. And two, he has something that's fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. And and without Adrian, and I and I say this all over the, the programs, without Adrian, mm-hmm. Raw Live RLU would never have been because I needed that training ground. I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know what tools to use. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was possible for me to do it and to mm-hmm. take the reins. Sure, because sure. I was so used to my man Joe doing it. I was so sure. used to him taking that responsibility. So without Adrian giving me his devoted time, his attention, and his talent, uh, you know, RLU wouldn't have been born. And then once once we figured out what we we're going to do with it, I mean, we've been ups and peaks and valleys, you know, we've been trying to figure it out and I think we got to, uh, we got to kind of leveled out now. I think, I think everything's working now with RLU. 
Um, we, we partnered up with the Toy Amigos. Uh, They're Not Dolls podcast. That's uh, Chaney 180, right. and that's the Fallen Fett. And once I did that, man, number one, Chaney is another good dude. He's a he's a he's a dude that wants to see his friends succeed. That right. that's at his base. That's what he owns, you know. And he's a dude that's like, yo, have you ever thought about just putting other content, something that you don't have to produce? I would always sit there and complain. I'm tired of being the voice. I don't want to be the voice all the time. I was at one point producing three shows a week, sure, trying to make this network happen, and and it was a lot. It's a lot for an individual. Oh yeah, yeah. And he and he's and he's like, yo, have you ever thought of this? I'm like fuck yeah man that's the idea and he put me in touch with the boys with their toys and that was the first content that came to rlu that wasn't produced by me in any way it was 100 percent produced by an outside source mm -hmm. they developed their content and they, and they developed what's called the loading screen which was a video gaming podcast and it was the, a subject matter i would never touch you know what i'm saying the sure. last video games i played paulie were fucking mario right, you know what i'm saying right Yeah. Hey, that's all I play. Yeah, I'm not big on games. <laughs> yeah, no, man. I mean, look, that's just for the fucking millennials nowadays, man. You got to fucking answer questions while you're in the middle of a battle. Motherfuckers talking about your mom and your ears, you know, saying some racist shit. I right, ain't about right. that life. No, no. <laughs> not trying to talk racist shit with 12-year-olds. Right? Talking yeah. about how they're going to fuck my mom. Like, it's holy bad enough shit. I got to talk to my own 12-year-old about that shit. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly, man. Exactly. So when, when he hit me up, I'm like, great and he put me in touch we that was the first uh piece to go to the podcasting network and then it grew mm -hmm. and uh and then we have all of this original content that's being brought to the network toy migos have joined since right, right. and uh and and we're producing at one point we were almost producing a podcast a day we were mm -hmm. pro producing almost daily content um it shrunk down but we still are producing a lot of content on rlu and, uh, you know, it, it's what I love most about it. The, the, the biggest thing I love is that I can step the fuck away and it's a machine that can roll on its own. Like, that's my goal, man. Like, I, yes. I love that I can give a soapbox to people that I feel like they deserve a soapbox. Right. You know, and and I can step away and it can still happen. And there's still content that's worth listening to you. One of your shows and then now this new one you know, are, are prime examples of that, that, sure. you know, you, you're, you're producing some really valuable content and you're, and you're doing some, you're making some goddamn moves, Polly. Like, holy shit, man. Like you're, you're, you're partnering up with other networks. Right. You're developing for your own, for yourself, getting your own stamp out there. Right. And, and, you know, and then plus you're with us. So it's like, you know, that's, that's great, man. To, if, if one bubbles, everybody, sure. bubbles. you know, like that's, well, I was um, I was kind of inspired, I guess, by by your model in a way because, I mean, uh, obviously, I I sort of followed you through your transition, so I've pretty much been listening to whatever you've been putting out, other than the Game of Thrones shit. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get on that, Paul. Gotta get on it. Um, hey, dude, uh, nephew fucks his auntie. Come on. <laughs> well, that is intriguing, but I'll have to pass for now. Um, <laughs> it's more about the length than about the girth. Or I'm not sure how that works, but <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, translates. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I've been following you all along and then just, I guess, having that fire lit under me now where I feel like I have the, the resources and the time and stuff to be able to do it then gives me um, sort of an inspiration to 
not just do one show and then be like, that's it, or like, but if I have more than one idea, then do these different ideas and put them in different places and just try and get other people involved and whatever. So, and I think also through what, what you've always done, like you've always been really great about bringing a lot of people in and having and sometimes it gets out of control and it's chaotic but it's still fun and people like to listen you'll have like five six people on a show or whatever and you know it's it's still a good time and it gives other people a chance where maybe it makes it harder for you to put out the show that you want but you're giving other people a chance to have a voice you know myself included you know coming on shows in the past so so I think that's really a great thing that you're doing which is why I wanted to do this where I try and hook up with different people and just get to know other people and what their story is and why they're doing what they're doing and stuff. So, um, and just talk about whatever other fun bullshit they're into too. So I think, you know, a lot of times I'm finding that we, we do a certain type of podcast or hobby or whatever. And then like so much of your life becomes about that, that you, never get to really talk about other things too sometimes to people if that makes Uh sense so Uh like i know a lot of guys that just do like movie podcasts and then it's like well let's come on and just talk about something else that you're into or you know you always do like tv shows or news or whatever and i'm like well let's just come on and talk about our history and podcasting or whatever so you know i think it's fun to take a different avenue with the things that you normally would be talking about too for people that are always talking about something so yeah and then also gives an opportunity for maybe somebody that's following these voices to get to know that host in a different way that i I love this format you're developing i mean it's it's i i can't almost liken it to um what's that motherfucker that used to do on amc um inside the actor studio what's that dude's name george limpton or something like that Uh, i'm not sure i never watched it with the fucking beard, everybody else that's listening is like, yeah, they're, they're yelling at their fucking speaker right now. But, uh, but it's like that, you know, like you, you have that delivery and also it's, um, it gives somebody a format where they might not necessarily normally have, you know, like with, with the RLU weekly, one thing that I've recognized is that the guys that we invite Mm -hmm. and the people that are a part of it, that's myself, that's Adrian AO, Mr. Big Geek, that's Dario eighties baby. And that's my man, Adam urban Spidey. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're looking to be funny. You're on in a sense, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and, uh, here, like you can, this format, somebody is just let go, you know, it's like, okay, we're talking about the real person for a moment, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, that's, that's a really great format that you're, you're developing, sure. you know, and hopefully that people take advantage of. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely like listening to those guys try and be funny though. So, <laughs> but I think, you know, you've always, Me you've, too. you've Me had too. sort of this, this group of guys that have come through and, yeah. um, I guess by being the I don't know what you what you call your title the the owner of the network the the king or um, I'm not sure how you you would title yourself. Well, I make I make sure that before <laughs> anybody comes onto the network that they refer to me as daddy. Okay. So yeah, it's the daddy of the network. Just call me daddy. Yeah. Right? So basically, <laughs> you're like a father figure to all of these uh, these various miscreant characters. I think I called them before. Right. Um, you know, guys like Adrian and like. Rocco and Adam and I'm, uh, I'm for sure is Rocco's yeah. dad 100%, 100%. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Rocco the Great is whom, whom we're talking about. Yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite people in the world. I sure. mean, what is, uh, obviously that sort of changed your, uh, your personal life too, because now you're attached to more people and I know you've, you've gotten to actually like hook up with more people and hang out with them. I mean, even, uh, you know, Sergeant Bananas has kind of fallen into the RLU network and now he's doing a podcast with the toy Migos he's a god- and so yeah he's a goddamn toy Migo now right this motherfucker so. right um, dude's but... a pl- he's a Blatino and he's a toy Migo <laughs> right <laughs> but I mean I think that's kind of cool that um it's it's sort of expanded personally and being the the person that you are to these guys and then getting to uh to to grow in those relationships as well is kind of a cool thing so I mean that's again sort of an idea that I've was hoping out of this that i can have a quote unquote sit down with people and uh just get to know each other or whatever talk about something fun or mm-hmm. but uh i don't know who would you say has been uh the uh the most consistent person besides adrian that's contributed with you guys probably uh or the i guess the biggest asset to uh to the network besides him um Ooh, maybe not one person in specific but yeah let, let's throw let's draw a fucking line in the sand so yeah. that i can fuck my relationships <laughs> up with everybody going forward right um well i guess i should uh, let me rephrase it um no no it's good i'm good with that i'm good with that that's fine um let, okay. let's uh you know th- if you would have asked me this two months ago it would have been my man cheney 180 because without him i i wouldn't have been able to grow the network the way it grew okay uh he he was the first dude that brought so Cheney in the toy photography community is a um, number one. He's he's a well liked and well respected dude. Right. So he actually hooked me up with there. There's other um, talent out there that actually didn't get realized, but because of Cheney, that that conversation came to the table, kind of thing. Okay. Um, so he's always actively. How did I put it before? He's like a scout. He's like an RLU scout, you know, like he's always out there looking for the next for this network, okay. you know, and, and and that's what I love about dude because he wants to see his friends succeed. I, mm-hmm. That That is where he is. That's where he lives. I love that about the guy. Right. He's not selfish, you know, he, he's not, he's not somebody that's just, I want it. I want it for me. He wants to see others mm-hmm. succeed. I, that That's great, man. That, that's something that you can't. You can't teach that shit. That's just in you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so if you would have asked me a couple months ago, Chaney. But you know who took your fire, Chaney? Is my man Dario. Dario, ever since I asked him into oh, yeah. the network, he has been full steam ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been devoted. Right. He's somebody that is always looking for the neck. He just ran a fucking contest right. for the RLU out of his own pocket sure. that just ended this night. And, uh, and, and, and we're going to announce the winners, um, the next episode of the weekly show. Okay. And th- th- he's always thinking outside the box. He's throwing, he, he's throwing ideas at me, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. He's constantly involved in what our day to day. He's running the RLU page right now. I ain't, I, I mean, I'll drop like yeah. one or two things in there, but this motherfucker's running it without it. You know, we won't have the, the following, uh, the followership <laughs> that we have, you know, he always posts about my new episodes on Instagram before I get to post about them. <laughs> then that's another dude. That's another dude. He's like that on top want... of it before I even am. So, 
he wants to see his friends succeed. Yeah. He's another dude like that. And what what a great attribute to have. Because not all of us have, not all of us have that. Maybe we want to have that, but not all of us own that. Sure. You know, like sometimes we're me first. Yeah. You know, I can I can 100% say that about myself. Mm -hmm. You know, in real life, like that's how I am. It's like me and my family first, mm -hmm. and then. But like sometimes people just want to see others right. succeed, and, and I love that. I wish I wish I can own that, but I can't. Yeah. So you know, with with Dario, like uh, ever since we brought him on board, he was somebody that was following the Toy Migos. This this is what I love about dude. He was following the Toy Migos, yes. and uh, you know they were talking about him on their Not Dolls podcast. And, yeah, and yeah. They would, I remember hearing them talk about him. And they, they like bring him up packages and shit. Yeah, man. You know, and 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 not for like recognition, just to, just to like again wanting to share in in that side of things was the collecting right, world right, right you know oh i i just caught this new whatever and uh, like let me put, pass it to my friends yeah and then and then i and then i was hearing him you know co communicate back and forth and i, I was uh, i heard him on their podcast and like i need this fucking voice on my podcast and then i i immediately I messaged my man Chaining 180. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna steal Dario from you guys. Like, just so I wanted to be known, so there's no hard feelings because I'm taking him. I'm gonna right. take him because I know me, and if I want something, it's gonna be mine. And guess <laughs> the fuck what? I I wanted Dario, and I fucking I courted him. I got him, and now he's a, he is one of the hosts of the weekly show. And right. I couldn't be more ecstatic that he's a part of my group, the 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 product that I develop. You yes. know, I I think that he has the heart and he has the voice for it and uh he might not be coming from the podcasting world but you know what that shit's coming you know like he he is going to be a strong voice this is a dude that's going to be able to lead his own um yeah. well he's got a lot of knowledge already too about about the stuff that he's talking about you know you know and, and what he's i not just I mean, talking out of his ass the the thing i i always view podcasting is how honest you can be with the audience right you know and, and that dude is a hundred percent him <laughs> you know and because it, it, it's hard to fake that it's hard to fake the funk and right. if anybody's going to be listening to a podcast i know what turns me on to a podcast is when a person's being genuine you can tell when somebody is putting on a facade mm -hmm. or putting a mask on or putting on a front you can tell when that's happening when somebody's being honest with you one of my idols in life is howard stern like one of my idols. Okay. And, and and this dude, I love what I love most about Howard Stern is that he is honest with his audience. He will tell you some shit, even if it puts himself in a negative light. Sure. sure. And you know, it, that's a very hard thing to do in real life. That's very hard to be yourself a hundred percent of the time. Most yeah. of us aren't. You know, and and what I love and what what what's super um, I don't know contagious about podcasting is that you let a lot of guards down when you're podcasting you yeah. become closer to whom you actually are when you're podcasting rather than your everyday because the everyday becomes the mask uh, the everyday is like oh, i gotta i gotta put the niceties on you know like i, I gotta <laughs> i gotta be a little bit respectful here where it's like you know what in my mind i'm thinking something different and that's the podcast you know and that's what makes for an engaging podcast because as an audience member you're listening to it like i can relate to that yeah sure. fuck yeah i can relate to that so that's what my my, uh, my man Dario possesses. Uh, he, he has that ability to be able to, to to be his real self, for better or for worse. I'm not saying he's fucking. I mean, sometimes he sounds some shit that's like, holy fuck, Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Well, Dial it back a bit, you know. But hey, it's dude. Yeah, it's dude. Yeah, Just people like, like that too. So. Just like, like Adrian, it. 
yeah. AO Mr. Big Geek, you know, he'll say some shit. It's like, God damn it, dude. I wish that you didn't say that. But you know what? That's him. <laughs> that is him. Right. You know? So I, I love that. And I think that's what makes for a great podcast when somebody can be honest. Right. An honest podcast is going to be a well-listened-to podcast, in yeah. my opinion. No, I, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm glad to be a part of this group. So it, it makes me... It makes me feel like I belong now that um, I actually have something to contribute to it. So, uh, you know, I mean, look, I, I asked you to be guests. I mean, you've, you've guested several times throughout the different um, products that I produce. And 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 it was, it's because, number one, I recognize you're a witty motherfucker. Like you really are. Like you're very sharp. And you, you're quick with your shit, right? Okay. And it's like, let, let's put that. No, it's not okay. It's fucking, it's, it's truth, man. I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling you, like you were truly <laughs> that guy. You know, like when I, we, we would correspond back and forth on Instagram and Messenger DMs, and then we graduated to the Messenger, and then yeah, yeah. And text each other like personal numbers and shit like that. You know, it, it's like this guy is quick with his humor, <laughs> and it's like, hey, I want that on my podcast. I mean, that's that's a thing. You know, that that's like, I, I how do I bet? Yeah. How do I better what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, okay. I can only get to so much, but this guy can elevate it. So let me grab him. Yeah. That, that's the secret of success, man. Right, like you, right. you, 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 uh, kind of surround yourself with talented motherfuckers and, and you start convincing motherfuckers that you're talented. Sure. I mean, <laughs> that's where it goes. So like when I was having you on the podcast is because, you know, I recognize that, you know, this guy has something to say and it's well worth <laughs> listening to. And, uh, and look at uh, God damn it. Yeah. Can you, the proof is in the pudding, like what you're producing. Look at this, look what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the, the opportunity, which gave me confidence to keep trying, I guess, you know, that's, it's one of those things where I think everyone that listens to podcasts, they're like, oh man, I have so much to say. But then when you actually really are presented with the opportunity, it's like you, you, you know, you freeze up, you don't know what to say, sure. or you'd say the wrong thing or, right. Um, and it, it is not as easy as it sounds. I mean, it's, it's never, nothing's ever as easy as it seems, I guess. Right. But, um, that's the thing. And not everybody, look, I mean, you give a lot of people the chance, so not everybody can fill 60 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Right. Of just them, mm -hmm. you know, it takes a special class. And I like to think that the people that we work with, Yes. You know, they, they have that in them. That's, that's what I like. To I like to think as much as I attribute Cheney as being the RLU scout, I like to feel like I'm able to recognize the talent that's around us. Sure. And, uh, you know, not everybody has an opinion, but that opinion ne not necessarily is something worth listening to. Right. You know, so yeah, man, I, I, I appreciate the network on that level that, that it's, it's, it gives me content to listen to, you sure, know, sure. it's, it's something, something that I definitely, I'm, I'm waiting in bated breath for the next mm -hmm. Paul podcast. I'm waiting for the next toy me goes, I'm waiting for the next loading screen. Holy shit, guys, get your shit together. We need a fucking other video <laughs> gaming podcast. You know, I'm waiting for the next Sarlacc digest. Holy shit, man. That that's one of my favorites, like period. Right. If I wasn't producing it, if I was an executive producing, excuse me, that, you know, it's it's something that I definitely am a fangirl for. Sure. You know, like that. I, I love Star Wars. That's that yeah, is a yeah. universe I want to live in, you know, like, holy shit. Chewbacca and Han Solo. That's that all my adventures were lived through that motherfucker. It was through <laughs> He-Man, G.I. Joe. It was always Han Solo and Chewie yeah. and the Millennium Falcon saving the day. You know, that was that was it. 
right in it <laughs> well yeah that was uh obviously the way that i ended up hooking up with marco to do the who will survive show so was just from hearing them through this network and then just getting to talking to him through what a good what a good dude right you know, what a good us, dude, uh, marco yeah and uh, i mean I, I, I think the fact that we both kind of had a lot of common interests and it just seemed like we had a good way to hit it off and that was kind of that that fun opportunity to set up to do a show with with you through you know through the network before we even did ours just to kind of try it out so um and i think you know it went well so i was like all right well let's do it so what uh, what, what did you call him he's a um like something greek what was it uh probably something about being a big dumb hairy greek or something <laughs> i forget what i was saying but i'm sure it was something like that <laughs> i love that i love it I i'm love sure it. he'll appreciate it so camaraderie that's what it's all about man yeah no yeah. no um it's you know it's been going good and then i i've always liked listening to the stuff on the network that that i can relate to at least you know so i try and follow a lot of the shows and you know i'll listen to the uh the sarlacc digest and to your shows and to um the uh the toy migos or yeah. they're not dolls yeah. i always get the names mixed up like you two which one's the group and which one's the show Yo, it should be Toy Migos, right? <laughs> I'm telling Janie, it should be Toy Migos. I know, Migos. I heard you telling him that on the one. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, speaking of just content for the network, I wanted to also talk about your new show that you're starting because um, it's something that I don't know a lot about, but I like listening to other people talk about these things. So, um, you know, you and Ernie are starting this show talking about conspiracy theories and I know you had explained that you're not as much of the, you're not as much of the Mulder as as you are the Scully, right? Was the way you explained right. it. So, Absolutely, yeah. Um, so why don't you? Um, what's the what's the name of the show going to be? Well, so we're ready in episode. Um, what would I don't know how you would phrase it. It's uh, 1.3. We we tried three different attempts before we actually got one aired, and that is down the rabbit hole with Ernie and Rich. And this is where we kind of geek out mm. about conspiracy theories. Uh, episode one uh, spoke about UFOs and then got down the rabbit hole with time travel and and fucking what else did we talk about? We talked about like um, I think we a little bit we touched a little bit about the uh, Illuminati and and just just all of this shit that's that's kind of surrounding us. Sure, that's keep keeping truth from us. Um, well, this kind of stuff is cool because it sort of ties in to horror being you know more like the real life version of horror so sure i think it's you know that's where i think my interest falls into it is stuff about these like conspiracies to kill people or you know aliens or monsters or government cover-ups or or whatever but i don't i definitely don't do any research because i have sort of that obsessive tendency like i'll go on spotify looking for one song and i'll end up listening to music for two and a half hours be like what the <laughs> fuck was i looking for um, but <laughs> so I don't get involved too much in it, but I like listening to other podcasts where they'll get into it a little bit. So I think it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a fun thing to think about, but I'm, I don't know if I would say I'm skeptical as much as I'm just cynical. And I think that everything is bullshit. So there it is. <laughs> that, that's kind of my, my idea of all of this is like, you know, I don't believe in anything, anything, sure, sure. you know? So it's like, you prove it to me. And 
and that's because I grew up in a household of gullible motherfuckers, you know, <laughs> and, and I don't ever want to be that dude. So you, you bring, you present something to me and unless you bring facts along the way, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just wholeheartedly swallow that shit. So, uh, down the rabbit hole, I mean, it, it very much is that it's very much where we start on a topic and sometimes it takes us down the rabbit hole and, uh, and it's a lot of geeking out. We're not going to be bringing you hard ass facts. Um, it's more about like, Hey, have you heard about this latest, you sure. know? And, and that's, that, that's kind of where it is. We we try to keep it light. I don't want to get too deep into it because number one, I have a family, I have a career. I don't want to fuck that shit up with the government. You know what I'm saying? So I, <laughs> sure, I don't want to sure. accidentally cover some shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, in my whole life, my whole life, um, when I was, um, God damn, I must've been like nine years old. Remember when they had, um, you you're you're about the same age as I am, Polly. So remember back in the day, you know, um, unsolved mysteries, unsolved mysteries with Robert Stack. Remember that? Yes. I, I used to that. Love, I liked that show. I loved when they did like the aliens and the ghosts and all that shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. There was a time that after unsolved mysteries, they would air for Time Life books where you'd have the subscription to all of the shit like ancient aliens before it was a thing okay. they would have uh, they would cover things like um atlantis and you get these volumes of books there was like 24 books and it was called um it was from time life fuck i can't remember but it was basically these black bound books where you'd have full color photos and explanations of what they were covering it wasn't full chapters it wasn't like that it was like it was like a it was like a you know a slow adult kind of reading like if you don't want to go and do your own research and this was pre-internet um they, they would just kind of give you the facts on on conspiracy theories on ufos ghosts and chupacabras right. and all the other shit that's out there and uh and and i had a i i it, it it bit into me and i had a bug about it for my whole life i i love geeking out about that shit yeah, especially yeah. ancient aliens especially that yeah. So um, it's been with me my whole life, but I don't believe in it wholeheartedly. Um, but it, it's fun to think about the possibilities oh, and yeah. the the idea of like, nah, that don't, that don't, that don't, that's not real. That's that's not <laughs> that can't be a thing. You know, like all that shit is nonsense. Like, no, let let's look at all the facts. Let's look at it, and and if it's maybe some shit can pan out. Man, the fucking <laughs> government just released to in two thousand four that you know what they had some shit in their skies that they were chasing and they couldn't explain it so at least one instance of an ufo is documented by our government in 2004 that they can't explain that they went on tv tucker carlson covered this shit on cnn okay you know and and it's like okay if they saying it i don't know man hey there's no explanation our government doesn't know it right. an astronaut that or uh excuse me uh uh a firefighter, a fighter pilot that was chasing these active UFOs, unidentified flying objects, is saying, "Hey, this technology doesn't belong to this world. It's otherworldly, quote unquote." Nice. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what the fuck is it then? It ain't a fucking meteor, you know? Right. It, it must be something else. So, I mean, it's one thing to say like, "Hey, this isn't of this nation," okay. you know? We don't. We we didn't develop that technology. Have but they not... um, have they gotten Will Smith ready just in case? Just in case he's on the standby. Okay, for sure. Yeah. All right, we should him be and... fine as long as he's ready. <laughs> him and Jeff Goldblum. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> they can they can produce a fucking virus on a Macintosh. 
for right. that alien motherfucking invasion. I'm saying like basically what we do is we geek out. It's like we're on the the cream of the crop. Where it's just on the filler. It's the, the very very top of the conspiracy theory. We have fun with it. Oh yeah. Um, and as far as the audience goes, if any information is out there that you want us to look into, we definitely will do our homework. I'm one that will do my homework, and uh, and and we can kind of geek out about whatever you bring to us. But uh, the next episode of Down the Rabbit Hole is going to be covering time travel. So. Nice. That should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I like that. Um, why don't we... Uh, do you have uh, any sort of uh, conspiracy that you that you like a little bit? Uh, that maybe that you guys aren't going to cover soon that you want to, to talk about? Yeah. I can tell you one that we actually covered, but um, we've had so many issues okay. with developing uh, down the rabbit hole. Like, there's always been tech issues. There's always sure. been problems with droppage there's always something that happens while we're recording um so that's why i call the first episode 1.3 um yeah i heard you guys uh saying that you think that the government might be fucking with you and my man and my man ernie said that (laughs) okay i'm chalking it up to bad wi-fi but my man ernie he he, he wants to go into the world into that rabbit hole so he he uh, might have that low budget wi-fi like he does buy a bag cereal so (laughs) one thing that we tried to cover already and one of the things one of the reasons that i felt like you know what let's do rabbit hole together ernie um was the mandela effect because he caught me with some shit you know okay Um, mandela effect is basically we all have okay so this is the scully side of me talking okay we all have false memories right and false memories are basically we remember something that happened in our childhood but maybe not necessarily as it actually happened so nelson mandela number one um most people may think that he died back in prison in the 80s like 86 87 but he actually died in 2013 so that's what birthed the mandela effect the idea is that um we are living in an alternate universe. So if you think about the multiverses, the multiverse is basically essentially uh, everything that can happen has happened. Right, and right. If anybody, any comic book um, you know, followers out there, it's kind of like the Flash. That's not right. How he can kind of change his frequency and all of a sudden he's in another Earth. Okay. And the, the idea is that they all possibilities exist and the Mandela effect is like I may remember as an example that Oscar Meyer is spelled Oscar and then M-E-Y-E-R and maybe others may re- remember that Oscar Meyer is spelled M-A-Y-E-R Oh I'd love to be an Oscar Meyer And nobody is at at fault or at wrong here that it's it's an it's basically where two universes where Oscar Meyer was spelled M-E and another universe where Oscar Meyer was spelled M-A merged because mm-hmm. we started fucking with this God particle. Um, you know, like legit, we're fucking with the God particles right now. Okay. And what, what's happening is that it's merging universes. We collapse one and they condense down. And it can go to the extent of not just necessarily Oscar Myers misspelled, but maybe, hey, Paul, maybe you had a brother or sister that you kind of remember in dreams, 
but isn't here in reality. But maybe that brother or sister actually existed, okay. you know, but, but it, it got squashed in this kind of merging of two universes. That's the Mandela effect. Okay. And, and there's so many examples out there that, uh, you know, you, if you go online and just search examples of Mandela effect, it'll show you things that you're like, no, wait a minute, wait, wait a fucking minute. I know that when we sing Queens, we are the champions that it ends with of the world. We know that like it, it legit you, you you sing the song it goes into a fade and of the world is the last thing you hear but in reality that isn't something that's part of that song And, uh, and, and that's, again, chalked up to the Mandela effect, two merging of universes that brought into this one accepted version. Um, one thing that really caught me is the Berenstain Bears. Okay. I, I read the Berenstain Bears as a child. That was one of the books that I reread and read and read over in my library. Library. I went back in the day when libraries were. Library. Thing. I don't know if they're a thing anymore for kids, but okay. um, probably yeah, not. You have, you have to get a library library card. You have to remember. You have to go to the fucking little box. And nah, you to, they probably just oh. look at porn on their phones, right? So not anymore. But back then you did. <laughs> the Berenstain Bears was spelled a certain way. The way that I remember um, was. Again, uh, this is going to be a lot of, of nerdy shit here, but B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. I remember distinctly because I read so many versions of the Berenstein Bears, but they're actually spelled B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. And that's really? what fucked me up. That Yes. So I remember it as an E too, I'm pretty sure. You're from my universe, Polly. That's why. Oh, sweet. <laughs> and that's what caught me with Ernie when he when he presented this factual piece of evidence. Okay. I'm like, oh, there's something to this. There is. This isn't false memories because I read a lot, a tremendous amount of the Berenstain Bears, and to tell me that it was spelled in a, a way that just looks foreign to me, it right. caught my attention. It, it caught my attention. Oh, so that is the Mandela effect on a small level. Okay. So, so something to take a look. Hey, Curious George. Curious George. Okay. Paul. I know does he have a tail? Does he have a tail or does he have not have a tail? Uh, I'm going to say no. No tail? You're not from my universe, son. You're not from my universe. He had a tail the whole time. But I also have a shitty memory, so <laughs> that's hard to you, say. You, you covered uh, The Last Jedi with Marco uh, right. just recently, right? Yeah. All right. What is the most famous phrase from Empire Strikes Back? Is it? Are you referring to the "I am your father," not yes, not Luke? I am your father, or whatever. Like whatever the other, whatever exactly. the famous line that's wrong is. Most of us remember it as Luke. I am your father. Most of us do. Do you remember it that way? 
I don't know if I remember it or not, but I had heard it discussed somewhere, so I knew which way it was factually correct. But I hadn't heard of like people remembering it the other way around. I'm not. I'm not sure what the explanation was. It was just that I had heard that that was what the real thing was. Then I went and watched it, and, and there it was. Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. No. no. It's not true. That's impossible. Set your feelings. You know it to be true. And the Mandela effect got a hold of you. <laughs> Luke, I am your father is something I remember from childhood. But in reality, it's no, I am your father. So things like this, small little changes that okay. could have came a pro, uh, uh, because of merging of universes. So that, that that's some of the shit that we cover. You okay. know, like we just we kind of geek out about these these funny little right. discrepancies. Now, um, what, uh, what I always say about any conspiracies, if I put any investment into them is um what would be the reason that something like this would be covered up or or hidden like is there is there like a clear agenda like a, a motive to cover these things up so that people don't find out about it or they can gain something from it uh, i guess obviously there's something to gain from people not knowing this because then they can't manipulate it in some way maybe it's whomever holds all the information holds the power you know I, I don't know i mean look i'm the scully to ernie's molder you know right, what i'm saying right. so i'm super skeptic to this shit mm -hmm. but there's some shit that i can't argue with and uh, when 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 you have a a fighter a pilot coming on cnn on trucker carlson's fucking uh tucker carlson's cnn program mm -hmm. talking about this is not of this world when right. you have some shit that is ingrained in my goddamn brain of Bernstein bears with an E <laughs> and telling me that it's an A like that kind of shit. It's like I can't argue with that, man. I can't. So I don't know, man. It's, it's just fun to geek out on. I don't look. I'm, I'm not a dude that's going to tell you with 100 percent certainty sure. that there ain't no Draculas in the goddamn world. Sure. Paul, I don't know that. I can't tell you for sure. If I go to South America, I'm not going to get my fucking goddamn blood sucked out i don't know that you know what i'm saying i need to put enough research right, right. into that shit so like let's let's not turn our nose up let's have fun and let's figure out is mm -hmm. is there some shit is there a reason there's pain uh there's there's uh uh paintings on 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 cave walls right on some shit that just does does not look <laughs> there are pyramids that are in egypt and in the in the same type of um, era, we have it over in South America. Like, how does that happen? How does that fucking ha happen? How, how do we have this? Um, the the well, one of my favorites. How do we have the flood mythology across every fucking religion? How does that work? Right, you know, right. like all this kind of stuff, man. Like there there must be some common denominator here. Uh -huh. And what is it? You know, is it ancient aliens? Is it our ancient aliens? Well, it's, I, th I think the uh, conspiracy thing is fun to people because it's like the same reason why you watch uh, movies or TV shows where you get to, 
I guess, you know, think about something and in a way it's sort of suspending your disbelief to go, you know, is there really like aliens that were at the Last Supper or is there sure. alternate universes or are there, you know, are there monsters or um, I think it's, it's, you know, <laughs> the same kind of interest as people would have in a fictional property, but you're going like, but what if it was real, you know, and it's presented in that sort of manner that, that makes it appealing to people where there's these people that absolutely believe that these are real things uh, you know even bigfoot is like the 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 you know hoax as old as time so uh you guys should definitely do a bigfoot episode yeah you know i love that man sasquatches yeah. are sweet sasquatches you never know look there's a reason that shit <laughs> It, there, there's people that are, of course, like the, the, the crop circles, right? People are going to take advantage of the attention, but mm-hmm. there's it, it comes from somewhere, though. That That's, yeah. I don't know. That's my mentality. It comes yeah. from somewhere. It started somewhere. No, you know, that's, so. that's fun. Fun. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's fun. It's lighthearted. It's fun. You know, um, we, we, we ain't going to fucking disappear over this shit. You know, right. if Ernie gets a little too deep on that shit, I might dial it back just because I don't, I have a family. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. I don't want the government snuffing us out. So <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, they're like, they're finding Al Qaeda shit and your history, and you're like, I right? didn't even, I didn't even do that. And they're like, I don't know. It ended up there somehow. So you must have searched right. it. So apparently exactly. you're Al Qaeda now. So we got to arrest you. That's exactly it. That's what I'm afraid of. She's like, I'm not <laughs> I'm even Middle Eastern or anything. What the fuck? That is, that is some shit that I'm definitely 100% afraid of fucking with Ernie the Fallen Fett. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of a sudden, there's going to be some random shit on my fucking search history. Fuck Google. You yeah, know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> He's not as worried about it. He's... No. So, uh, mm-hmm. no. So, what's the schedule for this? Is it going to be uh, hit and miss or is it going to be like, I, I don't know if you're going to plan to do it. Yeah. I know you're there... alternating with uh, your Walking Dead show that you do. The idea is to, um, you know, fill in during the dead as it's on hiatus. Um, but then it, it became like the reality between myself and Ernie is um, it's a little difficult to, <laughs> to to schedule our time. So I'm treating it more like a special. Okay. Um, I would I, I'd really like to have more guests um, even pre down the road be, before having a name for the actual podcast. I had interest that was generated towards us. Mm-hmm. When I was just throwing it up on the weekly, uh, like, hey, Ernie and I are going to develop some kind of conspiracy show. And that was kind of like the sure, um, sure. the title for it for a while is the conspiracy show. And people are like, hey, when you start developing <laughs> that, I want to be guest on. I want to be guest. So I think going forward, maybe after episode two, three, may- maybe three, let us find our legs. We might start having some people come on and it'll be three voices talking about a conspiracy and, uh, you know, like I said, the episode two is going to be travel, uh, time travel, and, uh, we're going to record that sometime this week. So it should be out by the end of the week. So I don't know when you release this, Polly. When, when do you release this? Um, this is, well, I'm going to put these out bi-weekly. So, um, to, to break the fourth wall, it probably will come out in two weeks from today. So. Okay. So, so definitely you would have already heard our episode two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talking about time travel, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you would have, you would have already heard our episode two. So by the next time you, uh, you, you're looking forward to the rabbit hole, uh, it, it will involve a guest of some sort. And, um, and I, I have what, what, what I'm really happy about is that I have the pick of the litter for whom I want to have bring on for the next one. So yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun to play with. No, that's as, as as a podcast producer, right? I mean, to have everything at, just at your 
I, I get to choose. Like, oh, yeah. no, no. Well, it ain't your time, son. I'm going to bring this guy on. You know? Like, that's fun. I can appreciate that because that's kind of the whole spirit of this is I'm like basically just going to other people that do other podcasts and saying, hey, will you just do a, you know, a random one-off show with me to talk about something? And, I mean, so far I've had nothing but positive reaction to it. So, at least yes. as far as people wanting to be a part of it. So, hopefully... I can keep the guests pretty diversified and fun and interesting for everybody. Uh, but yeah, well, it's going to be bi-weekly. Had, uh, It'll be bi-weekly had, between like the, the horror shows. So You've had Adrian. You've had myself. So it's about time for a, a Caucasian yeah, right. guest, right? <laughs> I think the next couple will, will cover that. So Right. And then you got to get an Eskimo in there somewhere, dude. Yeah. Is that offensive to say Eskimo? Oh, Jesus. I'm not sure. Am I? I don't know. We should probably stop before we go too far. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to piss off the Eskimos. Damn it. I said it again. Jesus. Um, All right. So before we go, why don't you just tell us some of the other shows that you're on where we can find your stuff at? All right. So you can keep up with the RLU network on RLU. Well, no, it's not RLU. It's rawlivepod.com. And uh, you're, you're going to find episodes of the RLU Weekly, which airs every Friday morning. And this is where we cover kind of pop culture news and instant reactions to the newest movies that are available. Um, and that is, well, well, God, that's probably the most consistent show on the network right now. Right. We also we also have the um, Podcasting Dead that airs every Tuesday morning. And when The Walking Dead proper uh, starts airing in February, you will get that on The Consistent with myself and uh, The Fallen Fett. Um, Right now, The Rabbit Hole is more of a special, so you're going to go ahead and have that uh, just kind of drop on on the special occasion. And uh, definitely tune in for The Toy Amigos, They're Not Dolls, every Thursday, every other Thursday at this point, every other Thursday morning. And we have... Uh, the Sarlacc Digest every other Sunday, and my man Paul just bringing fucking all of the content. I mean, you're you're knocking everybody out the park right now with your bi-weeklies, <laughs> you know. So uh, look out for Paulie and and all of his production, which is I guess you own Mondays and Tuesdays now. Is that is that where we're at? Um, yeah, I'm just trying to like fine tune my editing schedule, but. Um... The, these shows don't take as long to edit, plus I'm doing them ahead of time. So um, uh, The idea is to have it bi-weekly, either Monday or Tuesday, but hopefully I can, I'm going to try and scale it back to Monday, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, Monday or Tuesday, bi-weekly for this show, and then Who Will Survive, and then kind of back and forth for now at least, until I run out of shows and I have to record more. So. <laughs> And uh, you can keep up with the RLU on Instagram at Raw Live Unedited, as well as Facebook. We have a Facebook page there. And Paul, I want to just, before we just completely uh, do the outro, I just want to 100% apologize for all of the breaks that I made you take. I mean, the audience (laughs) is probably not going to be privy to this, but uh, my my son is, uh, he's a beautiful boy, but he is rambunctious. And (laughs) and this, this dude decided tonight, of all nights he decided to just lose his shit on like several occasions and and paul has been a super gracious host as my fortune as my fortune cookie uh a fucking um 
you know, what, what was it? A, it was a goddamn forecast of, of how this night was going to be performing. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you definitely fulfilled that, um, that, that, uh, that P.F. Ching's uh, fortune telling cookie. <laughs> and, uh, but I appreciate your, your patience on this because I know it's later for you than it is for me. Uh, but yeah, he just decided to lose his shit. He's two years old. So what the fuck are you going to do? You know? <laughs> Um, so thank you very much for that. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to come onto your program. I, I think, um, you know, fuck me, you know, fuck everything that's, that's going down. It's, it's a really great premise. I think you got gold here. Sure. I can't wait to see you running with it. Um, I, you are the ideal for this, you know, like you, sure, the, sure. The, your delivery, uh, the way that you make people feel comfortable to talk with you, um, your voice, your, your insights, this is definitely up your alley. So, uh, all, all. All I wish is for the the most best possible successes for you, and um, right, you know, right, yeah, that's, that's where it is. I mean, it was um, it was an easy choice for me to pick, um, you know, Adrian and you for the first couple because I had already spent time talking to you guys, so I knew I could at least ease myself into this situation a little better. Um, lately, I've just been talking to Marco for like four and a half hours at a time every other week, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And who wants to talk to that Harry Greek, right? All <laughs> 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 right. That's all right. I'm Harry too, but I'm just uh, Harry Scott instead of a Greek. So. <laughs> Harry Scott. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. Uh, it, it was. Uh, you were honestly one of my first choices to have on just because if it wasn't for you i probably wouldn't be doing this i guess so uh you and a few other people were really the ones that not only pushed me but then just kind of gave me the attention to answer questions and and help me look in the right direction to do certain things so so yeah i appreciate that a lot very kind of you to say um obviously you you know it's you can ask all the questions you want, but it it has to take talent to produce something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've always I've always seen that in you for sure. Not that I'm your daddy, but yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what, what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is that um, you know that that's very nice of you to say. But it's it's a uh, you have to have something to back it up, and you obviously have something to fucking back it up. So there right. it is. I appreciate that. Um, All right, well, I'll plug all of my shit in the intro to this, and Mm -hmm. we will leave you guys with, I think I have a good song idea based on uh, something that you were talking about from the Mandela effect that maybe I'll Uh play as our outro. All right. All right? All right, man. All right, thanks. Thank you, guys. Good night.
know, like I, I truly mean that. Like you're, you're, you're legit fucking funny. You must be having motherfuckers rolling in your life daily, you know, because you, you come up with some shit that's like, what the fuck are you saying, you know? <laughs> well, my, my kids and my girlfriend are kind of tired of my shit now, but they used to think I was funny. Yeah, they so. used to. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm saying They're like, like, yeah, you... we get it. You're weird. All right, like. That's the way that we make it work with the two of us is why I do so many breaks because, I mean, if you notice, usually a segment won't be any longer than like one hour at a time. So every, for every hour that you hear, there's like 15 minutes in between that we're like going to get a drink, go to the bathroom, like stretch out for a minute. Yeah. Breaks breaks help. Maybe rub one out real quick. Like, oh shit. You know, for real? No. Have you have you rubbed one out <laughs> while you guys were recording? No, definitely not. Not you, but Marco has. That's what you're saying. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. That's hard maybe to tell. that's what I need to do. Maybe that's what I need to do. But yeah. you, most of the time, I'm drinking. I'm drinking like scotch while we're recording. So like, my wife has to uh, deal with that aftermath. You know what I'm saying? Like that whiskey dick, right? Where it's like, ain't nothing coming out. Like we both know none's coming out, but I'm still gonna fucking. <laughs> champion that shit you know hopefully you're recording hopefully recording. it is actually still recording but i don't i don't usually ever do any outtakes but oh maybe i can throw that one in outtakes are the funnest that's when you get the real people i i put that shit on before i did it because like with being such a long run, then you're more susceptible to it. And the, the main thing is like, I have to wear something skin tight. If it's any sort of like long distance, it has to be like as tight as can be basically. Oh shit. Really? Uh, yeah. So that way it, it doesn't like, you weren't, as much. you're, you're we we're wearing those fucking, uh, those bicycle shorts where you see, you see all your junk and shit or. <laughs> well, not in the summer. I just wear shorts, but in, uh, in the winter, like I'll wear tights underneath my shorts or I'll wear tights under pants, yeah. Like a ballerina? Um, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I can't I cannot hang with that running shit, man. For uh, real. But no. so when I when I did it, I put that shit on. Yeah. And then when I got to the end, like my fucking one nipple was just like it felt like it was shredded. Oh, it hurt so bad. But sure. it was it was hot as fuck and like I, like I sweat out so much, I think that it just was like it just washed off basically halfway through the race, and it was your like nip two hours. No, no, the the shit that I put on the like the protective oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because I put Jeez. it I put it on before, but I think I just sweat so much that you know halfway through the race it probably was washed off already. Ah, oh, that sounds awful. That sounds like torture. You're right. Uh, yeah, right. it was bad. I got like uh, I don't, that one. I got a blister on my foot. And my nipple was kind of jacked up, but other than that, I wasn't really too injured. <laughs> I had this was like your, I had this crazy. Was your right uh, or left? Uh, the left one, because it still uh, kind of gets fucked up now. It never like fully healed right. So, <laughs> do you have? Is that the one you get chewed on, or no? No. Like when you when you guys are getting doing down to it, or no? No, but I should try that one. Would probably hurt more. Yeah, that's because I love that shit, man. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Especially pull that I, shit. Since I hate myself anyway, so it would be like yeah. be more satisfying. You know what was weird is after my wife gave birth, mm. I'm a, you can air this shit too. I don't give a fuck. 
after my wife gave birth to the uh to our second like she was like she got fucking freaky with her nipple son like she she was like bite that shit i'm like for real and then she's like a little harder i'm like okay and then like a little bit harder and she was like telling me you know like oh and I, it like was scary you know like like for real you want me to do that much <laughs> <laughs> like nipple there's something about nipples son i don't know man like there i got my left one i got my left one it's like hey let's get down all right like hey, did, pay attention real quick to the lefty you know i i gotta get into it i gotta get into it <laughs> i was like fuck man because he's right in the middle you know and, and then I'll, I'll put my fucking iphone light on his face and he's like looking at me you know, like, yeah, motherfucker, you ain't going to get this no more. You know, like, he knows. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid kids. Oh, they're, the worst. Fucking, they're like, goddamn blessing. That's what they are, Polly. They're the worst. <laughs> I'd rather be cursed than blessed. Oh, I don't want no more kids, son. No more. <laughs> no more. Yeah, I mean, two is a good number. I'm Honestly... If my kids weren't attached to their mom, they would be fucking way cooler than they are. And that's, oh, yeah? I mean, that's just me being real. Fucking Johnny's nice. texting me some shit with my face on it. Oh, no. <laughs> More of this. This motherfucker, got, he got a hold of Photoshop, and he fucking puts my face on this shit. <laughs> well, I saw the, the Lenny Kravitz one. I don't know if there's a new one. That that's yeah that's um that is one hundred percent accurate right there, one hundred percent. I have a blanket as a scarf. That's exactly what I do. My girlfriend has a blanket scarf thing. Yeah, just like Lenny Kravitz. Sure, sure. Shit, this, ain't, this ain't gonna work. Hold on, dude. Let me let me try to fucking put this fire out. What's it? <laughs> Literally. Hey, you don't want to put it put the TV on for him? He's gonna beat that ass. <laughs> He's gonna have to beat that kid's ass. <laughs> <laughs>